The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. It changed me. It transformed me. And I... I always knew that deep down I was this woman. I just didn't know how the hell to find her or like how to how to get here. But through the practices that I share is what has me here today and why I'm so passionate about showing up for yourself, no matter how much time it is, is it's it's really just about the consistency of of giving your back to yourself every single day. Welcome back, everybody, to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. We are cranking these things the fuck out, Lauren. We're cranking them out. I'm into it. I'm into it too. I mean, I love it. It's a, it's a, it's. I'm just saying, we're cranking them out. Out of everything I do and all the content I create, I enjoy most talking on the podcast with me. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It depends. All I right. mean, I really enjoyed my own limited series, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. Because thinking about thinking about doing a just thinking about leaving me, huh? I mean, you never know. Okay, I, you you take that channel. I'll take this one. This I gotta built keep up. you on. You'll your probably toes. take everybody from here. But anyways, guys, we are back again with another episode with one of our favorite guests, a recurring guest, third time appearance. You know, it's rare to have that many appearances on this show. There's only a few that have actually appeared three times or more on the show. But that's because we love Melissa Wood. She is on the episode again for the third time. We are covering all the things. What I love about Melissa is, you know, we met her a few years back, one of our earlier guests, and just watching her evolve her personal brand, herself, her family has been pretty incredible to watch from afar. She's one of the best people, a bright light, definitely. Um, And we love having her on showcasing her perspective and her opinions and just her way of life with all of you. And also, I have to say, let's take the fact that I'm a content creator out of it for a second. As someone who is not a big consumer, I I don't like to like scroll through Instagram. And in fact, it bothers me and I put boundaries around it. She is someone that I like to consume. I enjoy her content. I meditate with her meditation app all the time. I use her workout app. I think it's super effective. Her voice is so calming. She's a really beautiful person inside and out. And when people ask me about sort of like the behind the scenes of influencers, she's always someone I point to that I think is genuine. And I just think she does a really good job about staying authentic to herself and her brand. Not a huge fan of that word, but I think she does a beautiful job of it. And let's be honest, because I'm because I'm not an influencer, Lauren, I'm a podcaster. You think you're an influencer in the bedroom. I, I do have some influence in the bedroom, but uh, just with you. But I, I, I think I can say that, you know, in this influencer space, and I think I said on the show, there's a lot of fucking duds. There just is. There's a lot of people that are just out there creating content. They're not who they say they are. They're not what you want them to be when you meet them. They're not what they're just not what they say, right? They're not who they are um, or who they say they are online. And so, you know, I meet a lot of these characters in and out, especially being on the outside and, and doing what I do. Um, but I would say that is the exact opposite from Melissa. She's one of the best people that I've met in the space. She's authentic. She's real. She's true to herself. She's exactly what you'd want. She's she's what you what you see is what you get. And, you know, I really respect her for it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that 
that's why I fuck with podcasting because I think you can't fake it when you're podcasting and that's why I like it so much and that's why we brought her back three times because she's so good on a mic she's so open she's vulnerable she's just really confident with who she is and I respect that and not to shit on everybody but like I'm saying it's just it's rare to meet someone like Melissa who is you know what you see is what you get authentic honest you know thoughtful all of the things. So with that, Melissa, third time on the show. With that, Lauren, I will let you introduce Melissa for those that have been living under a rock. Melissa Wood Teppenberg is the founder of the Melissa Wood Health Program. She is certified in yoga and Pilates. She loves a plant-based diet. She's a mom of two. She is a wife. She's a badass. She's an entrepreneur. She's a content creator. And she's someone who, like I said, I look up to so much in this space. Let's welcome Melissa Wood Teppenberg to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show for the third time. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Oh my God, I'm I'm nervous. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think I'm really excited. Yeah. I was <laughs> meditating this morning. I'm like, I don't even need to meditate. I'm going to see Melissa. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> your energy is just so relaxing. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, d- I, I thought of you guys during my meditation too. Oh. I was like, you know, what if just... This was a really pivotal moment for me when I came on your podcast. It really changed my business. That? No, I really mean that. It Do you makes, want me to? It's not even a, this, a. Are we rolling? We're recording. We're okay, rolling. good. But no, as we just jump in. into it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure. <laughs> wait, hold on. Say it one more time no, louder. No, Michael needs to hear it. <laughs> How many times do you need no, to hear it? No, I'm from? really being serious, you guys, because it was before I was really being interviewed by anyone. And you guys asked me to come on. And I was like, you know, I heard of you. I like followed you, Lauren, but didn't really understand what you guys were doing. And then once I came on the podcast, it was like the reach that it it really allowed me to connect with so many people who I think were, are just like-minded and they're so into everything that you guys share. And it changed things for me. I, I ask my husband, he'll tell, he tells people that the Skinny Confidential podcast change my business well, that's you, really nice you know what i think it was is like our favorite types of episodes are the ones where you go like you never know with a podcast right some of the guests are gonna at me you never right. know you go in and you're like oh is this gonna be service like that conversation at least the first, that we went like both times actually went like really deep and you were really vulnerable and i think it it you connected with so many people including us right and so like, right. those are always the best because you almost like forget you're, do, you're like you're doing this right no exactly you guys have there's an art to talking to people and it's there's such a flow with the conversation that we have where it's for me like being able to talk about these things is what first of all even built a business for me when I wasn't it's not like I started one day and I was like I'm going to build a business it I just started connecting to the things that I loved and the things that got me here were the you know, the challenges and the struggles along the way where I always wanted to talk about them, but you, you almost like don't know how to sometimes and that you, you really bring it out of people and you, you do it in such a thoughtful way. Michael wants you to come on the podcast every fucking day. After that. <laughs> Michael's ready for you to come back. Anybody on that's listening, can you save a clip of this. Yeah. First of all, I want to say that, that 
I don't, I think that you came on and you were so authentic and raw and unfiltered. I think that's what attracted the audience. I, I think sure the platform like, but it, there's something about you that's so magical. And people ask me all the time who my favorite influencer is. And I don't have a lot of influencer friends. I mean, you know, I talk a little bit over DM, but I don't have like a group of influencer friends. But right. I always tell them that you have been one of the realest, coolest, exactly what you see on Instagram story and Instagram. Like that's how you are in person. And I think that resonated with the audience. So yes, you came on the podcast, but I think it has a lot to do with you too. Well, thank you. But you know, you guys welcomed me on and and I, I will never forget that. I want the audience to know the two past episodes that you've been on. I know I was that looking you were it up. Sorry, looking I, I never want people to think I'm being rude on the phone. But the last, <laughs> the last time we did this was July third, two thousand eighteen. Oh my so god! You before were, I had Eleanor. Yes, that is crazy. And before you guys had your baby. Oh my god! That and then is the so first crazy. time was back in twenty seventeen. You guys can go look up those episodes. I mean, yeah, and I've you guys grown get, a lot. Uh, you've grown a lot. <laughs> we're going to talk about all that. I think maybe give the spark notes story of how you sort of got into this business. Maybe what you were like before Instagram. If you guys want to listen to more in-depth conversation, you can go back to those episodes, but just kind of reintroduce yourself. Sure. So I am, oh God, this of all the things I do introducing myself, why is it hard? It's hard. Why is it like, because I'm like, you feel like, you do I say my full name? I feel like I'm repeating times, it. Yeah. But Gary V says you have to keep repeating your story. Yes, so, and I love hearing true. your story. So I'll sit back and just drink my coffee. <laughs> Thank you. I started in this space really because I had a horrible relationship to myself. I, I really, I had no love for myself. And whenever I looked in the mirror, I saw everything I needed to fix and everything that wasn't enough. And I, I lived most of my life like that. So I think moving to New York and then being around all of these incredibly beautiful, driven, confident, for the most part, people, it really did a number on me, especially getting right in, getting right into the modeling industry and trying to work as a model. I mean, back 10 years, the industry was so different and it was so much about being a certain size and having your thighs measure a certain inch. And aside from all that, because yes, that was the culprit that really broke me where I, you know, I leaned on food where I would fill myself up and then it got too much. I couldn't take it. And then I would purge and it just became a really vicious cycle. But it was, it was my anxiety. It was this internal anxiety that I had carried for all of my life. And once I moved to New York, it, I saw it. I was with myself. I, you know, I didn't have any family here. I didn't have any friends really at the time. So I saw myself for the first time and I was terrified of who I wasn't and just my relationship to myself. So I tried to change it, but in the most extreme, dangerous ways, you know, I had a horrible addiction to binging and then purging. And I did that for a handful of years, secretively no one in my life knew. And 
it also, you know, I think it was just like, even when I had a drink in my hand and then I would get angry and fight with people, it was just, I, I was so not connected to myself. And then getting pregnant with Benjamin, I knew that I wanted to bring my children into a world that I dreamed about as a kid. And with, you know, the upbringing that I wished I had. So I knew it was, I had to get to work. It was, it was time to really look within. I was seeing everyone and doing everything, but until I started meditating and getting really honest with myself, which is so hard to do, it's so painful, but that's why I'm here. That's why I share this work because it, it changed me. It transformed me. And I, I always knew that deep down I was this woman. I just didn't know how the hell to find her or like how to, how to get here. But through the practices that I share is what has me here today and why I'm so passionate about showing up for yourself, no matter how much time it is, is it's, it's really just about the consistency of, of giving your, back to yourself every single day. As you know, I am on such a wellness kick and I feel like this episode is the perfect time to talk about this. And that is Sakara. Melissa Wood Health is such a fan and so am I of Sakara. What I'm really into right now is they have these little tinctures and one is beauty water and one is chlorophyll and they come in this matte white and this matte black and they're these little bottles and every morning I wake up and I do a huge cup of lemon and mint water. I try to put ginger in there and I'll do a bunch of drops of chlorophyll and a bunch of drops of the beauty water. I am obsessed with this mixture. I feel like it's the perfect mixture, especially because I'm on such a wellness like detox cleanse right now. You guys know chlorophyll has been my jam on the Skinny Confidential since I launched the blog. I am such a fan of it. And Sakara has the best one. They also have organic ready to eat meals. So if you want food delivered to your door, for me, when I'm on the go and I need like lunch ready to go, I always go to Sakara. They have this menu of creative chef crafted breakfasts, lunches, dinners. It changes weekly. So you never get bored. There's nothing worse than like eating the same thing every single week. And their delivery service is just so fresh and so amazing. Comes straight to your door anywhere in the US. So along with their delicious plant-rich meals, you should also know that Sakara offers daily wellness essentials, like I talked about the beauty drops and the chlorophyll and more. And all of their products are gonna support gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy living. They have all kinds of rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, and the New York Times. And right now, now, Sakara is offering all Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash skinny to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash skinny. Check out their meals. They're all organic and check out the chlorophyll and the beauty drops. What are some things that you can pinpoint in your childhood that you think led up to you not feeling like you were being yourself? Is there something that you can look back on and say, you know, that was destructive or I wish this had went this way. You you mentioned your son, how you want to give him a different way. Yes. So I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. 
my parents divorced when I was really young and they had no sense of, I mean, communication. It was like, there was only screaming, hitting or running away. Like that was it. That was how everything was dealt with. And although you know it's wrong, like I knew it was wrong as a kid. I, you take it on you. It's like embedded in your soul. What age, what age is this? If you remember. I mean, I can remember things like that ever since I was seven. Like the memories are pretty vivid from when my parents got divorced, how things just didn't seem right, you know? And my, my mom worked many jobs. They had five daughters. So wow. Yeah. Five daughters. Yeah. That's a lot of daughters. <laughs> it's a lot of kids. Michael's freaking no, out. No, and you know what's crazy? Because I think... It's a lot of estrogen. It's a lot of estrogen. And, you know, there was this... Of course, you go through the motions, right? Where you're resentful, you're angry, and then you become a parent. And you're like, oh my God. They did the best that they could with what they had. That is so true. You get empathy. Empathy. Oh, my God. My empathy and compassion for my parents. And we have an amazing relationship now is so deep because I can't imagine. They had no help. They had no family helping them. And they were drowning. So I really stepped in as like a mini mom. I've always been super motherly since I was young and I really, I ran my fucking household. (laughs) I was such a little boss. Like I was, you know, writing on the chalkboard who had like what chores my sisters had to do and who's cooking, who's cleaning up. And I mean, they hated me, but it's it's interesting you say like the empathy and becoming a parent because we were just talking when we just ran into each other on the street before we came up here. And it is such a perspective change and shift immediately. And I and I think there's a lot of people that probably have the type of relationship with their parents where it's maybe not in the best place, but they haven't become parents and they haven't gotten to that empathetic state. But yeah, to your point, I don't think you can truly understand wh- what it is to be a parent until you go through, which makes it probably hard for some people to recognize some of the shortcomings of their parents if there, if there are any. Entirely. I mean, it's it helped me see their struggles differently and that it's not like they meant to give us a lack of love. It was just they gave us what they had the capacity to give at the time. And, and you know, we we require a lot of love. And if you're not getting it from your home, you'll find it elsewhere. And unfortunately, not from the best vices. And that was definitely myself. I've seen it through, you know, other people in my family. And for me, it was just waking up and knowing that I did not want to continue my life that way, that I knew I could because I I enjoyed elements of it. I I definitely have an addictive personality, but it was just a real awakening and knowing that I I knew that I, I wanted to go down a different path. When you mentioned parenting and I would love to know selfishly how you <laughs> Very selfishly. not not like the ba- I hate the word balance hate like, it how do you structure your day to get your entrepreneurial business content mm-hmm. all the things done and helping a lot of people too which is right. a huge I don't want to say burden but it's 
a lot of energy. It is. And also have two children because you seem to do it. You're very, very real on Instagram, but you do have a very seamless approach to it. Well, it's not always seamless. And I think that's really important to share. You know, for me, I know myself so well and I know what I need in order to show up the way that I have to show up. So like, for instance, last night, there was this festival that Noah and I were supposed to go to together. And I we've been going nonstop. It's just been nonstop. I've, I've been having so much fun, enjoying it, but I'm the type of person who needs space in order to expand and create. I and if it. I don't get it, I, I get snap. It. Who does that sound And like? I turn into a head case. I turn <laughs> so psychotic. I have another side to me and I'm not afraid to admit it. The non-meditative version of me is scary. Yeah. I, think I you, always you, say there's some similarities. There. No, I always <laughs> say, give me a minute to wrap my head around it. I need a minute. And if you, it, men don't. So last well, we're night. We're more like go, go, go. Like if, like if something's got to get, you just kind of like. My husband do, is, we'll just go. No, and, I need, yeah. I, I am an introvert. People don't think that. They think extrovert, extrovert. I need to recharge. Me too. At home, in my own space, yes. off social media. Me or too. Or else I can't show up. So what ended up happening with the festival? So I was having, I, I was feeling so anxious and I also like, I'm doing Good Morning America tomorrow. And yes. it's like something I've always wanted to do. And being a guest here for the third time, I'm you like, need your space. these, I need my space. I also need to be centered and grounded or else there's a disconnect in the way that I show up. And my sweet husband just <laughs> looked at me and he said, it's okay. I know. And he knew. And that's... <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, he's got a, a few I mean, years he on also me, knows no, that I can turn really quickly. So he went by himself, and and this morning he was like, "You made the right decision." Like I didn't get home until one, and I knew. I was like, "There's no way I can be who I want to be today if if I do those things." So it's prioritizing my peace. Ooh, that ah, I like is that. what helps me to know the things that feel completely in alignment with my soul. Which are? Which are, for me, it's first and foremost, I'm not afraid to say it, taking care of myself. I take really good care of myself. Mostly it's it's my mental health because if I don't, I'm a different person. I, I hope you're fucking taking notes on this because you say more on your be, you're being selfish. I would love for you to. Well, not in. Well, yeah. I think we need specifics. Yeah, okay, go I'll go there. No, no, I'm talking about from her, but no, also from no, you. No, go ahead. Go there and tell him. So just- I need to meditate in the morning. I have to. Sometimes it ends up being a little bit later in the day, which is fine, but it's. I'm best when I wake up in the morning before my kids. You guys, that's 5.30 in the morning. My babes wake up early. So I know that, A, I don't want to wake up at 5.30, but I know if I don't and I don't do the work, then I'm not going to be who I know, who I want to be and who I really am. So I have to work. I'm someone who has to work really, really hard to be this person. And it's not even about like, people think I, you know, like I work out like crazy. I'm always working out. I'm like, no, no, it's rather opposite. I just give myself these micro moments every single day where today 
I woke up and we had our nanny stay overnight. I don't have a live-in nanny, but she stayed over last night and I took advantage of that because I'm like, you know what? I'll wake up. I woke up at six, meditated, and then I go out. I have my time with For how my long? kids. You 20 you, minutes. 20 minutes always. I have been in a place right now where I'm really dabbling in a few different forms of meditation, but I saw this woman in LA and it was just like this soul connection. And she was like, you have to go a little deeper in your practice. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, I'm really feeling called like transcendental meditation, which I do. That's what got me into meditation. Did you, could you go train for that or did you figure it out on your own? I did, I did a course in it, but not it necessarily like a full blown training myself. The reason I ask is because like, I've struggled trying to figure out if everyone says, Hey, take a course and it might right. help a little bit more. It does. But I also love Kundalini and I like, you know, mindfulness meditation and that's how I guide. So it's been this, I'm, I'm just stripping back the layers and I'm like, okay, what, what really calms me the most? And I do believe elements of the transcendental meditation does and just honing in on that, but still weaving in a little bit of some Kundalini. I like to marry things. I mean, that's how I started my work. I marry things at work. I don't do things one way. Yes. I'll, I'll feel called from a healer or someone, but then I always make it my own. It has to be your own. So I, I did 20 minutes of TM today. I have a side note question. Yes. There will be times where I wake up early and try to meditate and fall back asleep. That means you need, you're probably exhausted. Okay. So, but when Get you're- it, Do you do it in you, bed? Yes. That's yeah. what I was just going to ask you. At 5.30 in the morning, are you opening your eyes and meditate? Like I get me, out of the room. Yeah. Tell me exactly what you do. Sure. So I, I'm a big believer in creating a sacred space in your home. And because, I mean, I've been traveling a lot, you, you, you find a little space. And for me, it's like, it happens to be right in front of my window and just looking out the window. Because for me- Every time I sit on my meditation pillow and I look out the window, I'm like, look at this life that I'm living that I created. Like you, you can create the life that you want to live. I'm, I, I know that because I'm doing that. So for me, it, it opens up my senses. So I think getting in front of the window and the light helps you. It wakes you up naturally. And it tends to be around sunrise. So it's, you know, they say waking up with the sun really awakens your soul and your spirit. So I, I like to sit there. Sometimes I'll move if the kids are sitting and I haven't meditated yet and Noah's with the kids, but it tends to be by a window. I like to be by the light. What a perfect episode to tell you guys about my new wellness routine. I am doing 70 days, no alcohol, 70 days daily movement, 70 days meditation, and tons of wellness. And I have this whole setup in my office. So what I'm doing is I brought in higher doses, portable sauna blanket into my office. And it's this blanket that you lay inside of and you turn up the heat and you sweat everything out. And what is so crazy is that you burn 600 calories in one sweat session. I actually don't do it for calories though. I do it because infrared therapy supports glowing skin, deeper sleep and balanced mood. But what I notice most about this is my brain releases this dose of happy chemicals. So I feel super euphoric, almost like high after a sweat session. So I go in my room, 
I locked the door. I got this little sign that Michael's making fun of me about that says meditating. I put on the sign. I get in my blanket. I put on a meditation, which is so funny. I do a Melissa Wood Health meditation in my sauna blanket. And it is like a kick in the ass that I need. I feel so much better. And I looked into it and that's because the blanket gives you a boost of blood flow, which floods your body with all of these benefits. I'm obsessed. I had to tell you guys, they also have a cool infrared PEMF mat. And this recharges your cells to help you feel relaxed and grounded and rejuvenated. They have amazing products. You have to check them out. I am such a fan. You can get your own infrared sauna blanket or infrared PEMF mat today at higherdose.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R-D-O-S-E.com. And of course, you can use our promo code skinny at checkout. You're going to save $75. That's higherdose.com promo code skinny, or you can just go to higherdose.com slash skinny to get $75 off today. What are other things that you do to prioritize your peace? Give us the list of what Michael would call Lauren being selfish. So I can <laughs> say this back to him. No, Not Lauren, we're very similar. Oh, I, I you and I, like you ro- like, I was rolling my face with your roller today, girl, for a good five <laughs> minutes. I had this massive pimple on the side of my head. It's like gone. The no one's looking at your pimple. No, I'm I, no by one's the way, looking at your pimple. I, I think I, like, your your but, energy is so good. I don't even know. You can have a pimple in the middle of your nose. I wouldn't even notice it. Being, being real, like the work that I have to do, there's a lot of work I have to do myself. I'm I'm a complete mess. But a lot of it is like if you're the type, and it sounds maybe like your husband's this way too. If you're the type of person I, like mine is, I can get up, I go, I just like go, 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 right. and I can kind of stay in somewhat the same mental space, like not right. good, not bad, but somewhat, somewhat. Cons- I would just say the word consistent. No, it's right? like that. Sometimes I'll go off, you know, but it's but normally it's consistent. And so what I've had to do over the years, and especially having conversations like this, is empathize and understand that not everybody thinks like that, yeah. right? And some mm-hmm. people take a little more time or some people take a little bit different routine because if you're somebody that's used to just jumping up and going. He used yeah. to wake me up at 7 a.m. and ask me about our bank account. And I Oh, that is like, I was like a recipe for divorce. Don't fucking talk to me until 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I've got a hundred things to do before I talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, need it's more to like, it's like sing- I can get singularly focused on something and then yes. like I can't get off of it until it's done. Right. Right. So for me, it's it's like doing the meditation, the prayer. I, I, I'd i say a prayer for everyone in my life, for everyone in universe struggling, you know, just sending my love, letting my love move through me. So I find, I swear to you when I do that, I am so different. When you let your love move through you and to everyone in the world in need, struggling, in pain, it it opens you. It it helps you move through things differently. And then my warm water with lemon, I need my probiotic. I take seed. I like my latte. I've been cutting back on caffeine because right now I am very sensitive. I am like a, a heightened place in my life where I am, I just know when something is serving me and when it's not. And I love caffeine, but going decaf or just cutting the espresso in half has been helping and not drinking the entire thing, which is hard because it's like my thing. And you have your smoothie. And then I have my, some, sometimes, I'll go right to smoothie, but I usually go green juice first. I'm a liquid person in the morning. I don't love food, but being here, it's funny. Whenever I have an interview or if I'm on TV or anything, if I'm live, I have to have a banana. 
That's they, being in tune with yourself. Yes. So you, you I've know. already had three bananas and I have a fourth one in my bag. I, lo- I love like it. Like when you were like, I'm running a little behind. I was like, great, because I need another banana. This is a little bit of a departure from what we're talking about, but I, I wanted to ask, <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, listen, I love the smoothies, but I wanted to ask you this. Him actually, and her. <laughs> I actually mean this. You seem to be somebody now that you're like, you are in a very guilt-free, good, like loving headspace all the time. Sometimes. Well, see, okay, sometimes. But a lot of the reason I ask this, a lot of people write into this show, they carry a lot of guilt. They don't know mm-hmm. how to forgive themselves. They don't know how to like say, this is my life and I'm owning my life and I'm happy with my life and I'm not apologizing for my life. Like when I speak to you and when I see what you're doing, like you seem to be in that headspace, but knowing your past and some of the trauma, like how did you, how did you get there? And what would you tell people that are trying to like kind of get to that place of forgiveness for themselves? It was definitely from working on forgiving myself first because you want to, lean towards, oh, my childhood, this and like all these people. But it's like, no, you have to go in. And I love the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That helped me a lot. And A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Those two books changed me. They're my like ultimate books. If you're in a place where you're so lost and you don't even know where to turn, they help ground you. And I started with forgiving the way that I treated myself for not, I mean, it was really a good handful of years that I was really not great to myself. And it was being able to look myself in the mirror and say, like, I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. The girl who hid in the bathroom and was bulimic for years, hid it from all the relationships in my life, for the people I screamed at, for the people I put my hands on, like just knowing that that's not who I am and accepting it, accepting it, loving myself no matter what. But it's it's a daily practice. Even today, I work every single day at loving myself a little bit more, at accepting myself at not looking at myself and saying, Oh, I, I wish this was tighter. You know, like all the things I, I was programmed to do for so many years. And it starts with a dedication to a practice. So you you have to commit to something in your life. And I think a lot of people expect results with inconsistency. Elaborate. And they want, they want to look a certain way. They want to have their business and career be a certain way, but they're not willing to put in the work. So like, what's a micro example of that? I mean, I could think of a few, but daily I just, from your perspective. Daily meditation and daily movement every single day. And it's not about, I don't think of it as discipline. People are like, oh, you're so disciplined. You're so that. And I'm like, I don't think of it like that. Plus, because when I was really disciplined, I had such a negative relationship to it. And I think that the word discipline can kind of, I don't know, it, it just programmed in my brain is like, you have to chore. be this way. It's controlling. It's a chore. You, yeah. But and, a commitment's different. A commitment is different. Yes. So I don't want to meditate every day. I don't want to freaking wake up at 530 in the morning, but I know that I want to build an incredible empire that helps people become a version of themselves that they didn't even know was possible. So in order for me to show up for not only myself and my family and for people I don't even know, I have to work really, really hard at it. And 
there's this knowing, right? This inner knowing. When you feel really called in your life to do something, and when you know that, you know, for me, I didn't always think everything was possible. I thought things were impossible until I changed my mindset. And changing my mindset and which stemmed from my meditation practice and mostly, and then moving my body in a way that felt really good and loving to myself. So committing to those two things for me daily and whether it's five minutes some days, 10 minutes other days is what keeps me in a space so that I'm able to do all of the things that I want to do. So your daily movement today, did you have time to move today or will you move later today? I just, I'll move later today. Cause you have a busy, busy morning. I have a really busy day. I mean, I did a little like cat cow after I meditated, just like a little movement with the spine, but by no means did I like do a workout. A lot of people I'm noticing, and I was in LA when I'm saying this, are taking Adderall. Yeah. And we've had this conversation. I'm sure you know Vanessa. Yes. Uh, she came on. Yeah. And she was uh, great. the questions that people are asking are about Adderall addiction. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for someone who's struggling with that? I mean, I am not an expert here, but I will say that I had a, a quick run with being addicted to Adderall, but it was for, you know, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to be focused. And that drug, I was at my worst when I was taking that. I was my worst. And I'll tell you why, because it enhanced my anxiety like nothing else I had ever done. I, I was angry and it, it made me very agitated at life itself, at myself. And and then it's a vicious cycle, right? Because then you don't take it and you feel like you need it. And then you put on a couple pounds and that's what Adderall does that. You know, you it suppresses your appetite and you run in complete fight or flight. So your nervous system is completely out of whack and then you drink and people do things on top of it. Yep. And it's really a recipe of, for a disaster. And I am not a doctor. I understand that it's prescribed to some people, I, everyone's different, I, but it's the, the reason why people have attached themselves to it is for all the wrong reasons. Well, it, this is controversial sometimes when we talk about it and I get why, because to your point, we're not doctors, we're not experts. We've had doctors and experts right. on to talk about it, Yes, but the question continues to pop up, which, you know, Lauren and I will filter questions from the audience, which tells us that there may be some people that are looking, you know, they're they're looking to validate something that they may know is not right. And they're doing it for a reason saying like, okay, I will look at someone like a Melissa or a Lauren or a, or a Vanessa or whoever. And they're saying, okay, like, like, where's that validation point? And, and a lot of times it's, it's not, it's like, not, we're not trying to tell people not to do it. We're trying to point right. out like, you can do it, but you have to also be aware of some of the implications that can happen if you do. Right. Definitely. It's not like we're shitting on Adderall, the medication right. totally for everybody. Right. But I think if this topic keeps coming up, it's worth pointing out, like the majority of people that we have met that are not prescribed that have used it have had bad experiences in oh, the long yes. run with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I literally just met a guy in L.A. and he had COVID and stopped taking Adderall because he was so sick. And he was like, I knew this was the moment I had to stop taking it. And I was like, well, why do you take it? And he was like, the same reason everyone takes it. Right. It's it's a very, this sounds really weird. It's a very 
bad frequency to me. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Like, have you ever heard a sound bowl, right? It takes you to a really great frequency. Adderall yes. to me is the opposite. I know this is so weird no, to a sound true. bowl. It's a, it's a negative frequency. It had me in the worst place in my life. I was so out of alignment with myself when I was taking it and I bought it off people. True. I wasn't supposed to, you know, I, I just, I had taken it once when I was cocktail waitressing in the Hamptons. I was like, God, everyone's so up and like you girls are just handling this night after working all day. And then I discovered it was Adderall. So I was like, please help me, God, like, let me take this. But oh God, it was bad. And thankfully it was short lived because I liked it. I did like it. I liked the highs, but the lows were too low for me. It got, they got too low which took me to a place that I knew could literally take my life eventually if I carried on that path. That's why I don't like it. I know I, I've like, but there's been so many times where I've wanted to lose like the last 10 pounds yeah. or this and that. And it seems so easy, but the low for me is like, no, no, it's no. like, I mean, I, I don't even recognize myself. No. And it's a quick fix. It's a band aid. Yes. It's not getting to the root. Of Speaking of quick fixes, like, so we've known you now almost five years, 2017 is the first time you came on Yeah, and we've been able to watch your journey, which has been incredible. I imagine in what you do, a lot of people come to you for that quick fix, that shortcut. Yeah. How do you, how do you coach those people? Because what I'm telling you is like, I've seen just a lot of consistency and hard work, obviously, but some people probably look at the end result and they're like, Oh, I'm just, I need that right now. Right. All right. So my mother-in-law is coming into town this weekend, Michael's mom. And she has, oh boy. she has good hair, just like you. It's the Japanese hair. Zaza has thick hair. You guys all have very, very thick hair. Zaza came out of my stomach with like a full fucking head of hair. And so I stocked all the bathrooms in my house. I don't know what room she's going to stay in yet with living proof. You guys aren't bunking up together? We are bunking up together. They sent me all their products to try. I'm a big fan. They have no silicone, no sulfates, no parabens, no gluten. I even looked into it and they've never tested on animals. So Living Proof's passion for brilliant hair started in their labs in Boston. It's founded by a team of scientists and hair experts. I love this. It sounds like they were practitioners and they decided there's no one size fits all solution to hair. So that's why Living Proof developed game-changing formulas that set a new standard, okay? So if you have concerns like frizz, curls, damage, scalp care, and thin hair, they got you covered. The one that I like the best is their intense moisture mask. I only wash my hair once a week. So what I do is I put the intense moisture mask on my hair and go to bed and wake up and wash my hair the next morning. The moisture mask gives you so much hydration. And after I blow dry it, I get this very strong, luscious hair. I would definitely recommend this mask because I really like how they have no harmful chemicals in it. If you're a mask fan, you got to check this out, especially if you like to sleep with the mask on your hair like I do. Living Proof products give you cleaner, healthier, and more brilliant hair for longer. Put the science to work and unlock your hair's full potential with Living Proof like we did. Visit livingproof.com skinny and use code skinny. You're going to get 10% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com skinny code skinny for 10% off your first purchase livingproof.com slash skinny code skinny. 
I mean, when I thank you, first of all, that really means a lot. And I, you know, even being here today, I'm like, wow, I'm so different. I'm, I've happily grown so much from the very first podcast. Like I feel different, you know, and, and it's because of the work that I do. And when I first started in this space, I worked as a health coach. I was one of the first health, I was the first health coach that this functional doctor brought into his practice. And people came to me with one goal. And that was almost, I mean, 99.9% of the time to lose weight. And what I learned through working with people one-on-one was that that was the last thing we needed to focus on. Really speak more on this. Like say someone's coming to you to lose weight and what what are the things that they realize like, oh shit, this is the last thing I need to focus on. Right. So I do want to say don't coach one-on-one anymore. However, I am really working hard to create a program that can help people in a way similar to like, like your this. one you have is pretty fucking helpful too. Thank you. But <laughs> being able to guide people in this way is really powerful. And it's what I love. I'm getting closer to it. You know, like I love what I do, but I'm like, there's something else. There's something else. So when people come to me and even friends or, you know, someone on the street and says that they want to lose weight, I always say the the most important thing is first of all, like just letting that go. And it's hard to do, right? Like our mentality is so focused on the way that we look. But instead of thinking of it in that way, focusing on becoming the best version of yourself, taking the best care of yourself, right? So that starts with taking a deep dive on how you live your life really looking it through a lens where you have to get so honest with yourself and ask yourself, how do you wake up in the morning? What is the first thing that you do? What's the first thing you connect to when you wake up? 99.9% of people touch their phone. Everyone touches their phone. And that, want to talk about knocking you out of your frequency and getting you on that never-ending hamster wheel of to-dos and the anxiety spikes. And it's just like you're you're tending to everyone in that moment but yourself. You're not taking care of you. So not touching your phone in the morning is a profound way to change your life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. And then going right to, you know, for me, it's as simple as like just giving yourself a moment of gratitude for the life that you live, for who's in your life, for your children, for your spouse, for your friends, for your your employees, what, whatever it is, and really taking it in. Like just an for me, it's like that one, like I am so blessed to be living the life I live, but not only living the life I live, to feel the way that I feel because I know what it feels to feel like complete shit and to hate myself. So acknowledging that. And then your rituals, like what are the things that that you do day in and day out? That's what inevitably becomes who you are. It molds you. So for me, it's going into the kitchen, turning on the kettle, warm water with lemon. Like I make the warm water with lemon and then I'll go to my meditation pillow. This, by the way, you guys, is like in an ideal world, it looks like this. It doesn't look like this every single day. And that's why I'm like, do what you can with what you have. So if you if your kids are up and you have to give them the, the iPad to go meditate for 10 minutes, do whatever the hell you need to take care of yourself. 
how but, how regimented are you? Like, so I one thing that gets me in trouble <laughs> is well, a lot of things, but <laughs> people come on and it's like this whole like you can have your cake and you know eat it too mentality. Um, maybe I'm not using that term right. Like, I I feel so many people like okay, I'm coming and I want to get healthy, but I still want to go out and drink three mm-hmm. nights a week or two nights, and I still want to eat this type of food, and I still want and. I'm of the mind, like anything I've ever really wanted in life, I've had to make a ton of sacrifices. Like if, you know, doing this podcast, like I, we have to do this eight times a month. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if I don't feel well. We've never missed. It goes back to commitment. Right. I I feel like people get to the, like they can't, like they say they want something, but they just have so much difficulty actually making it. They're not willing to put it They're not willing. They're like, well, I'm going to do that, but I'm still going to hold on to these things that I know are counter to what I actually want. Right. You could take weight loss. That's a sensitive subject, but, and I hate to sip that one, but maybe you can't actually achieve your goals if you're unwilling to maybe cut alcohol or cut certain types of foods, right? But people, do you know what I'm saying here? Yeah, no, I do. And, and I do think there is a path of doing a little, and I think it's the language. Like for me, the language that I used towards myself and everything in the past was, oh God, I had such a horrible relationship to the way that I connected to things. It was like when I went to the gym, I went to the gym to lose freaking weight, to to do an hour of cardio, to sweat all the fat off me. And then I had to tighten and tone for an hour. It was like, that was literally what I thought mm-hmm. when I went to the gym. And I would like, couldn't speak to anyone. I would go in this intense zone. And then I would leave more anxious than when I went in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I would eat everything. It, it opened up like... It was just, it wasn't working. It wasn't working for me. So I think the language and how you connect to things is key, right? So like I said, if someone wants to lose weight, even just telling yourself that mentally, you are telling yourself day in and day out that you are not enough as you are. And in order to be enough, you have to do this thing. That isn't working. That's also not happening. So you're never going to feel enough. So really working on setting yourself up to take better care of yourself, right? So a little bit of an elimination diet is great. But instead of saying like, you're going on an elimination diet, I always like to say, we're going to try on a little experiment. We're going to cut out these things, but we're going to focus on these things because these are really going to serve you. They're going to help make you more alkaline and your digestive tract is going to optimize. And, And I think that was one thing that I learned working with clients one-on-one was it's all about how you talk to yourself and being able to talk to someone in that way. I think they left my office feeling like they could breathe, that I gave them tangible things like, okay, we're, we're going to try to avoid talking to your phone, not, or to avoid touching your phone, not you shouldn't touch your phone in the morning. Like, how does that feel when someone tells you you shouldn't do something? And you're like, oh God, like, Sure. Sounds feels judgy or just like, so the, I think avoiding the to, and then trying on other things, but doing it. Yes. And most people aren't ready. They want to talk shit and they want to say they want to do all these things, but they're not ready. Well, and I also think there's this unhealthy relationship. I get for whatever reason that we have with sacrifice. Like you think if you're making a sacrifice, you're losing something. Nobody ever thinks like making a sacrifice, you're gaining something, right? right? And I'll, I'll give you an example that has nothing to do with body or food or weight being in a committed relationship and being a good husband to me means I had to make certain sacrifices. Right. Right. Like I can't be the guy that's out anymore 
midnight till two in the morning, especially because it's not my line of work. It'd be out running around with the guys. Like I, right. I could, but it's maybe not the best look as a as a husband for my wife. Or like I just got invited on a guy's trip to Russia. God knows what these guys are going to do. They're all single guys. And I'm like, listen. Are you going? No, of course not. But listen. <laughs> do you want him to? No, I do <laughs> not want him to go to Russia with all the guys. But, but, listen, but it's not, I'm also it's not, like, if you want to go, it's not go. That, it's right. not that I can't. And I don't want to sound like it's restricted. But I think like some people, like that's a sacrifice I'm making. Because I say I want to have a good relationship. I don't want to be out of integrity. I don't yeah. want to put myself that looks like I'm out in a position that looks like I'm out of integrity. All of these things. And people look like, well, you're sacrificing. You're sacrificing. I'm like, no. I'm gaining a better relationship, a more yes. stable relationship, all these things. And so that's just an example to me of like people look at these sacrifices and say like, I'm losing, but you are can... you looking for a blowjob tonight? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? What do you well, need? Now, what? That not, now that I'm not going to Russia, <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? It's like this mentality. No, I do. It's unhealthy. Like you, you think, Oh, if I'm making a sacrifice, I'm actually giving something away. People forget like maybe you're gaining something better. Oh, it's such a, it's amazing. And it's such a good point. And it's this, it's the same thing with food too. Like, if you're avoiding, let's just say steak, right? But instead of the steak, we're going to add in cauliflower steak. I'm just thinking. But thinking, focusing on the add-on, it it changes the way that you're going to look at your meal and yes. not feel like you're restricting or, you know, not getting what you want. I mean, steak eaters will kill me for saying cauliflower steak, but I'm just <laughs> trying to think of something, you know? And yep. It is a sad, there, there are sacrifices. Like even for me last night, not to go to this Kygo show. I love music. I love, but I knew that that in the long run wasn't the right choice for me because I wouldn't feel a hundred percent today. So I did make a sacrifice and it is the sacrifice, but I also think people are not honest with themselves. People are so full of it and they're believing their own bullshit. And it's it's time to wake up. And that's it's a, a little tough love because I know that I've had to have people do the same thing for me. Even when I was on Adderall going to therapy and lying to my therapist in her face saying I wasn't on Adderall, and she called not, she didn't call me out, but she said, I just feel like something's off and you don't seem like your full self today. And then I'm, I break and I'm like, because I'm on Adderall. And it's like, people want to believe their bullshit and they want to stay in their, in their stuff, but they want to, things to look a certain way, but they still want to do all their things. Either you want to do the work and you want to make a lasting transformational change in your life for the better to, to better your life, to better all the relationships in your life, or you don't. And I knew for me, I wanted to. What are some tools that you think you could give the audience to get real with themselves? Therapy really helped me. It's Th so therapy, hard to find the right therapist. It is. It's, it, like, it's like finding a mate. It is. It is. And also doing spiritual work. So, you know, I work with Jamie Graber from organically, Jamie, she's really helped me get, oh, she really gets me and like calls me out on my stuff. It's a different, it's not therapy. I don't want to call her a therapist, but it's real soul work that I do with her. And, it, you know, with a combination of breath work, but also acupuncture and things that have helped calm my nervous system. I do all the things, guys. Like I'm not afraid to say that like I put my money towards services. Like I love 
treatments. I love things that make me feel better. So, you know, I get a colonic every six to eight weeks. Why? It's not about weight. I did colonics in the past for weight loss and because I had acne all over my face and my back. And when I was doing it for those reasons, it didn't serve me in the way that it does now. For me, it's like I can feel when my aura is almost not at its highest you vibration. Sage it. It's you have to you have sage to cleanse. Your <laughs> yeah, and it's it's it to me it's like all the combination of all the things that I do, whether it's a lymphatic drainage massage or even doing lymphatic drainage massage on myself or doing the infrared sauna. It's it's all the the things add up and the Epsom salt baths and my daily gua sha. It's it's how I mean I treat myself a certain way because I know what it takes for me to feel the way that I want to feel. And it takes a lot of freaking work, but it's more so about the consistency. And and I'm not saying you need to spend all this money because a lot of these things are at home tools that you can do at home. You know, I love my services. That's I where know, I spend I know money. you do. We I connect give so a deeply shit there. About, about, I mean, I tell Michael, it's like, I don't care about the handbag. I don't care. No. I just need my services. I need my services. Yeah. It keeps you zen. Yeah. You have been so open with your journey with alcohol. Yeah. I would just like to know what that looks like. I know, I think you're yeah. sober now. And I don't, I don't know if you anymore. even want to use that word. I, I don't think I'm, I don't say I'm sober. Right. I just choose not to drink. Yeah. I used, I think you said that on one of your Instagram yeah. stories. So what was, what did that look like for you? Why did you decide to this choose was, not to drink? This was wild. So a month before I was launching the app, it was at this point, it was November 1st. Oh, this was recent. Yes. Okay. November 1st, 2019. Leading up to this date, I, every time after I would meditate, and by the way, I've been meditating twice a day again because I'm feeling like this calling to go deeper and deeper and deeper that there's something in my life that I'm trying that I can feel needs to be called in, but I'm not there yet. So I'm doing the work. And when you meditate, you, you know, things really open up. And for me, I kept getting this clear calling to get very centered, to clear out all the things that knock me off course with myself. And that for me has always been alcohol. I mean, I had a bad relationship to it in my early 20s and even mid 20s, but even a drink, like I just, I'm more anxious, irritable, annoyed. Like I just started really becoming self-aware to how I behave after a glass of wine or a drink one night. So I just said, you know what? Okay, I'm going to listen to this calling. I'll take 30 days off. I'll launch the app. I launched the app on December 4th, 2019 on my birthday so that I could just remember it and have it be a day, you know, like a real birth. And when I launched the app, I kept feeling like just it was time to just keep going. You know, I, I wanted to detox or just stop for 30 days, but I felt really good too. And I also wasn't thinking about having a drink. So 30 days turned into 60 days to 90 days. And aside from launching the app, it was this feeling of there is so much about to shift and you have to be ready. It sounds crazy. I know, but I also am very intuitive almost too intuitive sometimes where I'm like, God, I wish it was so intuitive where I just knew I had to be ready. And it, yes, my business transformed, but then the pandemic hit 
and I wasn't drinking and I was clear as freaking day. I was also out east with my husband, with the kids, with no nanny. My business was exploding and I was centered. I was ready for everything that came my way because of not only not drinking, but continuing the journey and like allowing myself to be led and to be guided in a way that wasn't just my mind telling me it was it was a higher power taking me some somewhere and I'm I'm a really big believer in that it wasn't always I used to think people sounded like crazy and witchy and whatever but I I think when you connect to the source things really change in your life and and for me I know that being at that time in such a horrific time in the world and being in the mental place, the mental state that I was, like I would never have been able to do everything that I did during that time if I wasn't as clear-headed and centered from from not picking up a drink. And then it just – I just – I could have a drink tomorrow. I don't know. But for this point in my life, I've really realized that alcohol doesn't serve me and my anxiety. And for me, keeping my anxiety at bay, listen, anxiety also has served me. It's kept me very driven, but to the point where I I don't want to feel like I can't breathe and that things are completely just like when you feel outside of yourself, you know, and I just have no desire. I just have no desire to drink. This is so helpful because I think I'm going to try to do three months sober, which okay. is is like for, that's a big deal because we're out drinking. I mean, I know yeah. three months doesn't sound like that much, but I think I just no, want to see how I feel. Just see how you feel and yeah. start every take it day by day. Right. And not be so like sometimes I get like how you were explaining. I get like I have to do this and yeah. I, I get like a little bit control. Yes. Issue-y. Me too. I would love to know how and I've never asked you this question, so be very interested in hearing this. Okay. How do you control the content that you consume? I'm super mindful about, I do like for me, I, I know have, you are. I watch, I do not watch a lot of people's Instagram stories. I yeah. go to certain, me maybe too. three people a day. Yeah. Instead of scrolling through everyone, Same. I don't scroll to the left. I don't even want to <laughs> scroll. Like I'm very purposeful about who I seek out to look at. Are you like that? And if you are, are there some accounts that you think bring you peace? Yes. You have helped me a lot with that. Lauren, like I remember even, I mean, what it was 2017, you said when we did the last podcast and you were like, you can either live in your DMs or you can, you know, live for your business and like the greater purpose of your business. And I mean, I used to respond to every single DM. That would be impossible now. Well, (laughs) now I would, I would drown. But at a certain point I did because I felt like I owed it to them to my community. And while I value and am so, I love my community, I can't give give in that way anymore. So I, I try to do it in ways, you know, like Q&As and lives and the content that I share to be able to answer a lot of the questions that people ask me. But I have gotten so sensitive to social media. Oh my goodness. I am just in this heightened sensitivity part of my life right now. And I have to be so careful. I cannot. It's addictive. addictive. And I cannot dive into Instagram first thing in the morning, even, you know, 
today, like I think like I, I go now a good handful of hours a day where I just cannot touch social media. And, and sometimes I'll, like days I just won't post. And that's, that's how I feel. I get it. I was, you know, for me, I, I do post pretty regularly, but when I'm feeling not in alignment to post, I don't. And I think it's the people who force it regardless that it feels forced. A hundred percent. I'm just like, you can tell you don't feel like sharing right now. Just don't. I think it's so, the thing is, is this is a long game. This is not a short game that, that I'm playing. And I think you're the same way. And in knowing it's a long game, I have to take days off. I sometimes will go three days, nothing without Instagram, Instagram story, because I have, it's like, it's almost like you're an athlete in a different way. Yeah. Making sure that you are not posting every single day allows you to show up on social media as the best version. I completely agree with you. Well, the other problem with social media is people think it's like that party that you like, you feel like everyone's there. So you feel like you have to be there. Totally. Oh yeah. And I'm like, if you're not driving impact and you're not serving yourself, why are you there? Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not very present on social media. You'd think for what we do that I would be a lot more, but I don't drive impact that way. Right. Like I, I love when you go on a tear. I, I do sometimes go on uh, a tear. He loves a tear. Um, I love a tear, but it's very pa- it's it's, it's passion. passion. It's a passion tear, rarely. But I like, you know, this I think again, like it, we're like this is maybe or I think driving more impact than me posting a picture of myself on the beach, right? Like right. or me posting like waving in the office. Like it, yeah. it's not how I'm gonna drive impact, but people feel this pressure, like everyone's on Twitter, everyone's on Instagram. No, right. TikTok, I gotta get on there. I know. It's like, no, you gotta go where you drive impact and where you guard your your personal peace. Oh yeah. Ooh. Definitely. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was because well, because deep. I, I, I think like a lot of young creators, entrepreneurs, business people, they think like, oh my God, like where do I I gotta get on every platform? It's like, no, not if you're gonna just be there because everybody else is there. Yes. Right. Like oh this, yeah. This is I, I will do a little bit of a humble brag. It's a sizable <laughs> podcast, right? It's the not driven podcast. by like a massive social presence, right? Like maybe outside of Lauren, it's driven because like there's an impact on this channel. But I'm not now getting on TikTok and like right. show, you know doing something like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. No, it a lot doesn't. of people think they have to do everything. No, I I used to think that too. And I think it's also because people tell you you need to. Right. You know, like, I mean, listen, when you share more, do you grow? Yes. The math and the analytics will show you that, obviously, depending on what you're sharing. But for me, it's like I every I really just want everything to be thoughtfully, you know, put out in the world in a way that, I mean, feels right. And if it, if it feels force and, and we all know, like I can, I force things sometimes I'm like, Oh God, that it, it doesn't resignate or it just, it doesn't feel good when you're pushing things. You're doing change. a great job. You're doing a great job Thank balancing you. all of it. Even though we don't want to balance. I'm trying. If you could leave our audience with a beauty product, I know that's a plot twist, but I, I would be remiss not to ask you a beauty no. product or skin product that you're just absolutely obsessed with that they have to go get. What would it be? It would be, I love, do you use Fortuna? Skin? No. <gasps> I What's love that? it. It's really like, it's almost like you're all in one serum. They, they're expanding the line. I met the the founder when she had just really put the line out there. But I mean, she had two products, but it's this eye and face serum and it has changed my skin. 
it's really helped. I mean, it, it really helps just like revitalize your skin and give you a, a beautiful glow. But the fact that it's for your face and your eyes, for me, I'm like, great. Like whatever I can do to, you know, bang out two things with one like potion here, like give it to me. It's amazing. I love it. I'm buying I could it. go on, but I just had to hone in on like the one thing that I've really noticed my skin change and it's we it's are going to go on in a I know, secret situation. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned you guys. Maybe I don't know. I'm asking you this on air. You can say no. We do a little giveaway for like a month to your app because it's Oh my so god. Amazing. No, let's do a year. Oh, a year? a year membership. Okay, you guys. This is what you have to do. You yes. have to follow at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram. Tell us your favorite part of this episode. There's a 100. I'm sure <laughs> on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick and you win a year. Are you sure a, a year? A year membership. A year. Yes. Wow. I'm going to (laughs) enter. Melissa, you are welcome back anytime you want to come on. Honestly, like I feel there's a part four, part five. There's so many things to talk to you about. I feel like I could keep going. Michael. And I got to say, whenever I do go on one of those terrors, I'm like, oh God, maybe I went too far. And then I see you coming in the comments no, with a nice I'm, I'm like, like oh I'm like oh yes. god I didn't go too well maybe I no. still went far but it's, no you know, no it's you speak your truth and from your soul and it you feel it and you have a strong stand behind it yeah yeah Michael absolutely adores you too Aww. I tell you. Lauren all the time <laughs> you're one of the best nicest most humble people we've met in this race I really do mean that we've met a, met a lot of people you guys some I love complete you complete opposite end of the spectrum some we've met some real <laughs> dopes too but, but you know but most people good how can we watch you on Good Morning America if if it airs tomorrow, is it possible to watch on YouTube? Probably. I don't. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be on YouTube. Pimp right? yourself out like Instagram, what you're doing, your Prince collection, all <laughs> of your new products that you launched, your app. Where can everyone find you? You're so sweet. I you can find me at Melissa Wood Health and you can work out with me on MelissaWoodHealth.com. I have an app, Melissa Wood Health as well, and I'm launching Prince times Melissa would health collection. It will definitely be out by the time this airs. Hopefully, well, maybe there'll still be a piece or two available. <laughs> I know it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna sell out the first day. I don't know. We'll see. It was really, you know, for me with that collection, it was being able because I'm a really like because I squeeze my workouts in all throughout the day. I like to take my outfit from my mat to the street and be able to throw a blazer on or or still look put together you know, after a workout. So that was really the inspiration for this while still, you know, giving a neutral palette, but a little edge, like a little New York City edge to it. It's very cute from what I saw. Congratulations. And if you're going to start with anything on her app, I'm absolutely obsessed with the side series. Oh, they're my favorite too. That was today's flow. Yeah. I saw that on your Instagram. I was like, whoa, this is, this is intuitive. (laughs) The inner outer thigh are like my favorite and my prop kits hopefully will be out again because they're relaunching. Can't wait. Congratulations. Thank you for coming on. Thank Thank you you guys. Thank you. Melissa is giving away access to her app. You guys, this is major. I want to enter this giveaway. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode with Melissa Wood Health on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. Super easy to enter. Make sure you're following Melissa Wood and we will see you next time. 